I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. Well, here we go again. Here we go again. I looked on the uh, list of how many episodes we have left and it goes all the way up to 14. Wow. And it makes no sense to me. But the pilot was split in two. Okay, still, that means it's 13. But didn't we just do 12? I remember the season being 12 episodes. I recall back in the day, we would shoot about 13 episodes a season. I think there was one season we shot 12, and then that final season was only eight. But 13 well, then it would make sense. It used to be the magic what a number weird back number. then. I thought it was 12 this whole time. That was the magic number back then. Okay. And there's no rhyme or reason to that. I mean, I don't have the intel. No, all I know is that now series are going eight episodes a season, and right, you got to cram it all in. Um, and uh, I lost track of the numbers only because of the pilot that got cut. Oh, up I in understand. Two. Yeah, no, it's that's kind of fucked whole, me up since day one. So, and I'm still not over it. We know. I know. You but know. This was- I make it abundantly clear. This this one, okay, do you want to say the name and do all that? I like when you do that part. You like when I do that? Okay. So, I do. Um, I enjoy it. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I don't know what number this is. It is, uh, it is episode 10 or 11 on Hulu, and the episode is titled Liberally. It was written by Eileen Chaikin and directed by Mary Heron. And this was a big deal for me personally because Mary Heron did American Psycho, but more importantly, she directed I Shot Andy Warhol. And if you haven't seen it, it's a classic 90s indie film that they no longer make. And I was a huge fan of her, so I was excited to work with her. And I think she was friends. She was actually. Her and Guinevere Turner had a working relationship because Guinevere co-wrote American Psycho. And they just had that professional relationship, which is why I'm guessing we got Mary on first season. That's a great guess. Have you seen I Shot Andy Warhol? You know what? I was going to interrupt you and tell you I hadn't. And then I was oh, like, man. she's just going to go on a whole thing. But why haven't you seen it? And I was like... It is It is Lily Taylor at her finest. And Jared Harris plays Andy Warhol. And I know there's a bunch of renditions of Andy Warhol. I think... Wait, was it Jared Harris? Yes, it was Jared Harris. I think he was the best one. Okay. I'll watch it because I love her. It's problematic because, you know, then Stephen Dorff played Candy Darling and, you know, that's not right any longer. But um, but it's it's all about Lily Taylor. She plays uh, Valerie Solanas, who shot Andy Warhol. It's a true story. Right. It's okay. Trippy. Maybe I'll watch that this weekend. That sounds like watch a real... Watch it. It's a fucking classic. Anyway, that's why I was psyched. She was doing the show. So the original air date was March 21st, 2004. I enjoy enjoy those too. The uh, the dates. So much time. It, we open on our favorite thing, a cold open. It, you love to talk about this. I I give you the floor. Well, this one I was like, where are we going to go with porn? Can I tell you what, what I thought? I yeah. thought it was the band Tattoo. I was like, oh, they oh got my tattoo god, I forgot in. about that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was just going, what? That's Didn't so you think funny. That? No, I forgot all about that band. I see these two girls in school uniforms about to make out, and I'm like, oh shit, we got the band tattoo. 
tattoo. That was your video, right? Yes. They had that one hit, all the things you say, all the things you said running through my head. Yeah. Isn't that right? Kate. Wow. Good memory. It was a real anthem for mm-hmm. about nine months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. They were a one hit wonder, I think. Right. Much like a lot of bands, but you know. Right. Right. Um, but Old it is tattoo. not the band tat. But it's not it is the band not. tattoo. It's two girls um, filming a porn scene where a uh, they're 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 in the girls' bathroom in their school uniforms, like you said. And then the principal, quote unquote, <laughs> walks in and gets upset with them. Right. And gets my, a favorite job. Li- hey. my favorite, my favorite line, and I think I heard this correctly because I was like, "Oh, great, another like porn scene between two girls." And then I just hear this director say, "Bring in the pussy light." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they make those or would it just be a really like direct spotlight? Real good throwback to Boogie Nights. Um it was just it was like in the, and all the guys in the background, the crew, it's just another day. Yeah, the guy on them. the toilet. Yeah. It, listen to me. I, for me, I was like, this one I have no idea where it's going. I, I mean I haven't remembered anything about the show so far, but this one I was like, I mm. can't wait to see how they're going to thread this into the mm-hmm. modern day women that are on the L word. What's it right. going to be? Okay. Right. So we'll find out later. Also, um, it says uh, in, in the teaser, it also says last year. So it wasn't yeah, San Fernando Valley, but I think that has some sort shots. of, right. But I think that last year date has some sort of significance to the reveal further on. Oh, good one. Right. Cause it's not from the seventies. Mm-hmm. like they've been mm-hmm. doing okay good mm-hmm. one anyway i caught that but i didn't like rethink about it right. after it got revealed okay thank that's you. why i'm here okay so then we're at bet and tina's house tina's whisking eggs not really whisking them just slowly stirring them her hair uh, looks she's good in a depression don't you think mine hers. no hers her hair oh, looked i thought you were just complimenting i know she was sad but her hair looked great i thought the same thing that's so funny i thought we should have all just had hair like that where it wasn't um you know blown out and i enjoy a girl with just regular messy hair you know who does that really well Mm. france like call my agent france the country (laughs) oh yes yes yeah like call my agent everybody in that has just like tousled beautiful natural hair nobody's you know you can't gone to hair and makeup all morning the girl that can do who can really pull that off um effortlessly is uh charlotte gainsbourg thank you france that's what i'm saying yes same thing kate it's the french french French. yeah they're just great at it they are they look well just gorgeous perfect natural hair yeah anyway that's why i also enjoyed tina's hair in that opening sequence great so uh there she was doing something with an egg and then she sinks to the floor. She's depressed about her miscarriage that walks in in her power suit. And I was mm. like, she better say something nice to her before she whisks off to work. Not Bet seems like the kind of person who at this moment in, in her story, she had, that's, it, I get the impression. It's the last thing she wants to deal with. And she's just putting in the time to make it look like she cares because what she's really focused on is this Faye Buckley drama that's happening at work. Yes, but I have to disagree with you a little bit. I do think that really, really cares that she lost the baby. And I think... I do and I don't. No, I do but she doesn't, have, no, she doesn't have the ability to get in touch with her feelings, right. as we learn okay. later in the therapy scene. She just doesn't... She's not a woman who sits around and is like, I'm going to deal with my stuff and I'm going to really dive into it and and cry about it and apologize for it and you know self-reflect she's just okay. is moving forward in life with her okay. eyes on the prize but i think she cares i think she is hurt i think she cares but i also think she's thinking oh this is a really inconvenient time for all this to be happening that's <laughs> okay. all i'm saying anyway then we see okay. jenny who is uh being a creeper outside of tim's house and did jenny sleep in the bushes well also tussled what's hair, going on that's where you go too far to the other side there's like a, be- a beautiful middle ground to tussled hair 
Does it not seem that Jenny slept in the bushes in the front yard? That's what I'm saying. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Because I know she has access to the bathroom in the house. She has not gone in there to brush her hair yet. This is pre-bathroom visit. Right. Okay. So she's outside looking disheveled and filthy. What the big reveal is of this scene is that Tim is clearly moving on with his, you know, the that he coaches. Stu- well, not student. The student. Yeah. What yeah. do you call and when you coach a... I was going to ask you that. What is the name of that? She's not a student, but he is a coach. I he's mean, He's in the faculty, so, you know, he's, pro- he's having an inappropriate relationship that he probably would get in trouble with for. With a but, student. And it yes. was Trish, I think, is the character's name. And he had... They had sniffed around that, I think, a few episodes we ago. We have seen this coming since yeah. the opening pilot. Mm-hmm. Yes. They have Trish so, g- giving a lot of jealousy. There's a, the Yeah, point, there's something. The point of the scene is that Tim's moving on and he's not wasting time doing so. Did you find it odd they had to pick a student, though? Because to me, I'm like, that's that's a scandal. I Like, it could have just been a girl, you know? It just, tracks. It, tra- it, just, it just tracks with his story. I mean, we don't see the guy doing much except stay in his house or go to sw- or go to his swim Right, meets. but then Jenny's whole uh, reveal in this scene is that she's going to, what, call the college? No, that's later on. Okay. No, that's later on. Because she's actually, later on, she's actually concerned for him. But we'll get to okay, that. Okay, sorry, sorry. Oh, this is where Jenny's just like, I'm heading to the market to get some Yeah, she some gets caught. And some she eggs. gets caught. She was caught uh, spying and she's feeling awkward. And, you know, Trish clearly has been, you know, brought up to speed with everything that happened between Tim and his girlfriend. And it's just she's like, get me out of here. OK, yes. Then we're in these two. Can these I say, two. I got it. Let's talk about I, it. Okay, listen, so, the, wait, these two are really just they belong on Dynasty. OK, so it's it, we're talking about Francesca and Marina. Of course, I'm talking about Francesca. And well, I know. Better than anyone else. Like, like they. It is. It's. It's gotten very this sort of heightened dynasty, you know, which I fully enjoy personally because this this is my. I just love it. I can. I can spoon feed myself this kind of drama all day long. So, bring it on. Does it match the L word? I mean, it kind. I mean, I think it no, does dive into that it, area sometimes. It's too extreme. It's too I'm much. I'm fine with. But I love listen, it. I I'm down for the cultured European travel, well traveled lesbians. That's great. <laughs> they just take it to the extreme because everything's always. It's always bougie. It's campy. It's campy. I love. I love camp. Like, the okay, pretension. I know, but the big, great. but that so, reveal is that Francesca has been paying for Marina's dream, which I assume is the coffee shop. The planet. And Marina is a kept woman. Yes. But let me tell you this. Francesca is on the phone getting a call about a job offer in Virginia mm-hmm. where she's going to go work for Drew Barrymore. This is a big deal. But she says, it's fashion week, Marina. <laughs> and I was like, in Virginia? <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. That seems wrong. But hey, You're right. what do That's I know? That's what I'm saying. It's just really extreme. I mean, Leisha, we know a lot of, we know a couple like very well-established costume designers. Am I correct? Like correct. We, we are friends yeah. with some that are very high up on the food chain in Hollywood. Yeah. And I'm sorry, none of those women act like that. No, uh-uh. No, 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 no. There's some but of the coolest people you could know. And this one is acting like she just has, you know, money for days and can, you know, and, and just go on lavish trips when she feels like it. And buy yeah, Marina I'm off her to dream Virginia and, and then the South yeah. of France and then, yeah. yeah. Well, didn't it, she promise some... Um, I saw Marina's attitude has completely shifted in this, this episode where she's oh. just a meek... Mm. quiet, scared, a little scared of Francesca, which is such a dynamic shift for this woman. She's, she's not, she's not in power. That's not that she is, like I said a minute ago, she's the kept woman. So when you, so when, she, okay, so she's a kept woman, but you change personalities just because someone's, cause you're a freeloader. I don't get it. So when no, she's, she, th- so there's she a playing pal- a part a, around Jenny? No, and then no, she's, well, there, 
Right. Well, there's a, there's a power imbalance when Francesca comes back into town because reality but there's a personality and then when francesca well. leaves it's like marina can like put on be the person that she wants to be and jenny was you know the didn't know any better so she you know she drank it up how would she know any different so we're seeing a side of marina it's like oh you know you know i know but even later in the coffee shop when she's like nervously handing out you know muffins and coffee in front of francesca and us she's she's well i got a different with person that. Well, I got issue with the agreed, but I have an issue with that scene as well. Do we want to okay, hold let's, off? I, I'm jumping okay. then. So let's yeah, you dig are. into that. I'm when happy we to get jump there. into it because I want to talk about okay. it. But just for so Francesca's sense. like, look, I have a job in Virginia. It, get out of my face. Pretty much. Because I pay for you. Why are there only episode so far? Why is there lullaby music in between scenes? Well, I found this to be a Liz Fair ripoff. Yeah. You know what we were talking about when people make a song sound like a song? But that music was on the original because I had a flashback of it when I watched it yesterday. That's no, that's not. Right, they, every time I see you. But that was how it was originally as well back in Okay, well, they've done a bad rendition. So now it sounds like a lullaby. That's how I, I don't understand it. why is my point. It's not. I don't, because it's not a great, it's not the real great song written by Liz Fair. It's a, it's like, a, I don't know, somebody. The lullaby creeped me out. Maybe it's why. supposed to. Maybe it's supposed to put you on the edge of your seat. It didn't do that. It just was like, okay. eh, I don't get it. Then we're um, in the salon. I fully enjoyed the scene. I got re-mad about you leaving your hair business. For the last eight years because i was like here's a great scene you're shampooing yeah. dana's hair they really built up the hair thing first season it starts to fade as every season goes I'm just on saying, i enjoyed it too it said, felt real hold on i need to get this off my chest you always said that when you do hair there's nothing there's nothing interesting happening and i have to disagree with you because i found the scene to be like Three of the best friends got to hang around. You had a, an activity the entire time through the scenes. You know, D Dana got to be like in the the bowl and then with the things. And then I was off to the side playing with the bleach. And there was just, I, we all had something to do. And it, we was talked all about this hair. last week and, and I, I did not just, I did not disagree with you. I was like, the beauty of it is that it gets characters out of out into the world and, and, well, now and, and you're interacting saying that, with but life. you've fought with you have you and i have had we've disagreed about this for the last 15 years the reason being is because after first season we don't really get into the hair thing it got dropped that's not my fault <laughs> i think you me. wanted to drop it i think you no wanted i didn't to let it go. no i didn't i just got used to never like having it always sort of be like a side thing to the character in the original series after the first season dana's getting her hair shamed and i gotta say <laughs> i don't think shane did such a bad job on dana's hair i disagree and i, was I like, thought what she did looked kind of cute hair? I well Aaron, she it's cute. impossible for her not to look pretty so you, you're dealing with an, an incredible model right there what you did to her hair though i didn't think was that great it was borderline mullet you no. give the same haircut to everybody <laughs> That was the look in 2003. But like, you had no range. That was the shame. It's like but that's what the made Chris hairdressers popular. You got right. like, you, you create you a hairstyle in. and you lock in and then everybody and wants it. And everyone's like, I want that. And then it becomes incredibly generic because of the mass market copycats. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. And then all the hairdressers around the Midwest are like, how can I get exactly this? Hair, or and how can extreme, I give this haircut? Yes, and then the, and then and then there are extreme iterations of it as it goes uh -huh. down, as time goes on, just to make it look a little different than the original. Anyway, I just love Dana's a sporty, long, long-haired, sporty dyke. I didn't think Aaron looked bad. I thought I thought Dana looked kind of cute. She got into her her gayness a little bit. I thought it worked. I wouldn't give her that haircut now, but. She pulled it off. I don't think she'd let you. <laughs> I think Shane could have done a lot worse and she didn't. Okay. So Alice is talking about getting railed by a man. You guys are grossed out. 
Who are you? Uh, who's Alice even sleeping with? I believe it was the guy that I that was Dana's uh, blind date last week. Okay. Yeah, the sort of like Tom Cruise looking guy. And Alice thinks she might be pregnant. Well, here's the thing. I said I think I might be late. It's like I didn't know. Who cares? Anyway. Whatever. It's but the point is, is that you're late. You think you could be pregnant. The end. Right. And, and then you and then Shane all of a sudden is like, oh, that's awesome. Why don't you have the baby and give it to Ben and Tina? Okay, As let's talk the about most this. casual idea. That's, I understand what the writers were trying to convey, which is Shane thinks outside the box. She's generous. She cares about people's well-being. She sees things in an involved way that maybe not everyone else sees. She says so casually to, to Alice and Dana, oh, well, you know, you could have the baby and give it to Bet and Tina. And that's fine as an aside. Where I have, where I was starting to like get stumped by it was that it wasn't just an aside. It was an ongoing conversation these three kept having. And Shane genuinely oh. took it seriously. Well, so did we. It's not like anybody stopped to I say. I felt like Alice was sort of eye rolling it. And crazy? Dana's like, yeah, yeah I'll play I, along. I rolled it. But like. But Shane was like, no, I really think you could. And sure, I, you, yeah, of course you could. You could do anything. But uh, it was a little. It stumped me after a moment, I have to say. And I didn't remember this at all. It's ridiculous. Unless it's a very real conversation you have with your friends. Like, hey, you know. I would love to do this for you. It would have to be something I or Alice wanted to do. Not like something you bring up and I'm like, huh, well, let's see where that goes. Yeah. And I think even later on in the scene, Shane says when she's relaying this information to Francesca, I think she even uses the word we. I was like, Shane, you're not a part of this. (laughs) Where's the we? At all. Like, <laughs> you're just the idea man and then you yeah, walk away <laughs> exactly then i give people haircuts rocket money i used rocket money again last week how many are you okay i don't know you have a I get lot these, of subscriptions you forget I know. about you know what it is because i get these apps and you have to pay for everything you get these days and i think all right well i'll use this for a few days but and i'll cancel it but i forget and, and you, you have forget to have every your... week that you forgot last week. Yes. Thank God you have Rocket Money. Before I started using Rocket Money myself, I thought I had about like, I don't know, six subscriptions. No, Kate, I had like 15. 15? Yes. I was like, clear it, clear it, clear it, get rid of it. And Rocket Money is like, we have your back. Because Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. So you can start to grow your savings. Plus, Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pants. That's rocketmoney.com slash pants. Say it, Kate. That's rocketmoney.com slash pants. But I think it's important because I actually I thought of this. I'm glad. And I like I said, I've completely I completely forgot about this episode. And I like that Alice thought she could be pregnant. I don't know how long that lasts. It could end after this this episode, episode. but it would have been interesting to explore maybe. Yeah, I don't think that happened because we only have a couple left. Right. I don't think Mm -hmm. it was a whole am I pregnant arc. But don't you think that would have been interesting just to sure at the end of the day, you find out you're not or but, you know, the 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 anxiety of an unwanted pregnancy, you know, and yeah, who needs that? Right. Especially for someone like Alice. I don't know. Anyway, it was just the thought. Yeah, I think it was it was one of those L word things where it just Mm -hmm. disintegrates. Disappears into into the ether. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so then we're at the CAC. Bet is with her coworkers watching a doctored video of her in it, um, with her, her running with Faye Buckley. Um, they've edited it to sound like a uh, bet is calling herself a perv. And it was a very, doctor, it give, was a very, yeah. very doctored video. Like whoever did like that. Like an obviously doctored video, but yeah, you know, back well then, 
back then it was scary. Plus, you know, the internet wasn't even around. So it was like, bar- it was barely around. So it wouldn't even be like, Beth's like, oh my God, this is already out there. It's like, it was right. the fear of, are they going to release this? Yeah. But then Beth says, I'd love to debate Faye Buckley, which I was like, oh, it's like a little foreshadow of, of, uh, Jen Q, Bet and Chen Q last year. She was well, practicing her debate skills. In terms of foreshadowing, you know, Shane learned from Tina to, you know, as soon as you have a miscarriage, fold all of the baby clothes that everyone has given you, even though you've Pack only been pregnant away. for like three months, because that I was like, oh, that's where Shane got that idea from in, in the reboot, because Tina is folding all the baby clothes. Um, oh, I had no idea what you were just talking about. Yes. Right. Okay. Oh. So we had a couple of Gen Q, uh, yeah. uh, foreshadowing moments. Interesting. I mean, she, Shane wasn't there for that scene, but she obviously heard about it and thought, you know, and she remembers. She's like, 20- I remember, I remember Tina did this. Yeah. I'm going to do that for Kiara. Maybe she won't notice. Okay. So we're at this, back at the salon. Sherry calls Shane. Oh, no. Um, Let's get real. Sherry just, ro- Sherry just rolls up into a Porsche and from like, sign me up. Like, super hot. Yeah. I mean, that is hot. I was like, what's the Dukes of Hazard entry into the car? <laughs> I love it. This is where you start to see Sherry as like, this, oh, she's not just this, you know, powerful Hollywood housewife. Like, she's got a wild side to her. Here no, she rolls I'm talking up. about the way you got in the Porsche. Would that be something you would actually do to someone if they pulled up? Or would you open the door? Because I was like, I was, that was a choice. If I was 24, I would have. Now, no, it would hurt my back. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know if it was the most respectful way to get in the Porsche, but you're right. You're an excited 24-year-old. I, I got to say, I don't think Sherry Jaffe gave a shit. She didn't. She was like, get in my car. Mm-hmm. And here's the best. They go from Beverly what? Hills to what I assume is downtown in like a nanosecond. Couldn't tell, and tell you. Sherry's, like, and Sherry's in Sherry's supersonic car. Like, boom, like right there. Yeah. yeah. And da- they were downtown because her husband, what's his name? I don't know, but he owns the block. And so th- she wants to give Shane this salon. Well, he's going to she- develop the block. And he's like, yeah. and so she's anyway, like I want yeah. you to open. Right. Right. So then so Sherry you go takes, in. So Sherry takes, takes Shane into the salon. This is my favorite. I watched this with Anna and we died. She comes in and she's like, yeah, she's like showing the space. And it seems like a cool space. And Shane's like, yeah, I could put the things here and whatever. And Sherry suggests something and Shane just goes, pool table. That, when you said, thank you, because I wrote died. it down. I was like, wow, pool table. I paused. I turned around to my girlfriend. I was like, pool table? It's <laughs> like, she might as well say foosball. It, like, is she going to like, you know, double this as an arcade and bring in more business? Because, you know, it amazes me. She went from this into like some hair mo- mogul. I you know? find this to be a common thread with your character. Like with these funny little things that you throw into your life. Like it's borderline happens at, at your bar Dana's today. Oh, with like karaoke night. With like the poker and the karaoke. Poker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Theme. It's like you need a thing. You need a theme. Shane needs listen, a theme. Listen, Shane's business acumen must be spot on, and she knew something we didn't because she's killing it in 2021, apparently. Sure, but that was because of your product line, I believe, well, right? guess what? Clearly, someone loved the idea of a pool table in a salon because look where it got her now. But I, I would, died That laughing. would be the last salon I would want to go get my hair Ever. cut. Ever. I would pool never kit. go in there. You know what? I'm going to go a little early today, get a game in before I get my highlights. Yeah. You know, while I'm waiting for the sham, you know, for, you know, the shampoo station to open up, I'll just play some eight ball. What if, what if your clients walked in with their own pool sticks? <laughs> so excited. Fucking that just laid me out. I, Cause I forgot all about this scene. So I didn't know <sighs> what was going to come out of anyone's mouth. Pool table. Pool table. Like that's my, <laughs> that's my contribution. And then you talked about the shampoo station, but that was la- that was second. Who cares? Day. Like I couldn't get Who off the cares pool table. Shampooing anyway. And then um, you know Sherry lures Shane back, and she's sitting on this barber chair. It was kind of a cool shot, but I thought it was Damn, a cool Sherry, shot. Sherry must do some yoga because I could never stretch my leg back. Well, like that. me either. But you know, some women can do that. I could do it. I wouldn't feel that comfortable. But also, did you notice? An ongoing theme again with the uh, thigh high stockings. It's a very I big did. thing. I I'm did. wondering if Eileen really likes thigh high stockings. So she's like, throw no. them in any sex scene we have. 
No, I think the actors were like, Cynthia, our costume designer, said, what do you think of wearing thigh highs? Well, and they're they said, sexy. Sure. No, I, they're exactly. completely and utterly sexy. I just think it's interesting that whenever somebody's naked, there's a stocking. <laughs> it's just that I'm just noticing things. That's all. I don't, there's a, a common okay. thread. Okay, so to our favorite therapy office, Dan Foxworthy is uh giving another group therapy session. So I guess they've stuck with group therapy. They like it. Maybe you can explain this to me, but yeah, I just found it a little strange that an experience Bet and Tina had that was so specific and intimate and private that you would be discussing this in group therapy. I mean, is that a thing? It could be a thing and, you know, fuck me for questioning it, but that would be the last place I would go. Well, I think if you're in, uh, look, I do not know the answer, but I think if you are in a group therapy um, thing for a year or whatever they've signed up for, you know, you you do, you gotta, you gotta talk about your business. What, why else are you in there? But that's such a specific thing. I know, but the specific things happen to everybody. I don't get it, but I don't have to get it. I don't like Dan Foxworthy. Again, I have to talk about it. He's He's a freaking douchebag. He is, uh, he's, a, he upsets me. Mm. It's becoming, it's becoming like a problem for me. His hair, I was like, does he have, I don't know. You know who I missed in therapy? What? I missed Yolanda. Where's Yolanda? I want to hear what Yolanda you, we has find to out. say. We I find know, out. but she's not in therapy and I was disappointed. She probably felt ganged up on and was like, this sucks. I'm out of here. Not, well, no, I don't feel no. better when I leave. I feel worse. Well, no, because later on, Yolanda says like, oh, I decided to skip. Don't tell anyone or something. But I missed Yolanda in that moment. I don't really care what the guy had to say. I like Yolanda. But anyway, the reason I said earlier why I feel like Bet is totally disconnected is because someone says to Bet, they challenge her and they asked her, did she cry when that happened? And you can see the disconnect and Bet. And then the session ends and it cuts to them leaving and Bet is immediately on the phone about Faye. And I well, thought, she says, I don't need to cry. She answered, but I Bet don't need Tina, to cry. But the point, the point of what, the way I interpreted this whole thing was that Bet and Tina, it's just proof these two are in completely different worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bet's sad, but Bet has, you know, more pressing things to deal with. Well, I didn't like or don't like how the boundary crossing element of this group therapy is a major problem. So Oscar walks up to Tina and is like, listen, you you need help. Like I told you, this is what you got to do. And like, where's Dan? Why is Oscar helping Tina and suggesting things that she, she might I just, I don't know. do to make herself feel better? I It's all weird. It's a really weird group therapy session. I just wanted Yolanda group. back. Okay. You know what shocked me? I didn't know Snoop Dogg had an arc on this show. I didn't know he was going to be back for another one. I thought did, they must have shot that ahead of time when he was in that week. There's no way he flew back up for a scene. No, they must have shot all of his stuff. You know, they've just packed it all in. But then at we're at Kit's, you know, Kit is doing this um, performance at some lounge and Bet shows up to support her. And that's where Snoop is again. And that's where Bet runs into Yolanda and Yolanda's like, yeah, I, I skipped it, whatever. And, um, and then in this, I forgot Yolanda's Me like, oh, I'm with, my, I'm with my ex. Oh, this is my ex Huge. Candace. I was like, Candace. Oh, that's how she showed up. Yeah. Completely forgot about it. And Me there's too. a little moment. When Candace sees Bet for the first time, it's like she got hit by a Mack truck and it was it her beauty. Don't know. Yolanda just acted like it was like, but it's like her jaw was on the floor. She didn't know what to do with herself. And I'm just imagining it's because Bet's so pretty. I was thinking this venue they're in must be really small for Snoop to get up there and basically whisper a speech and everyone to mm-hmm. hear what he had, hear what he was saying. Yeah, it was like a little speakeasy. In a very, very small venue. But those are cool. That could be great. And I think this is the scene where the term baby sister got invented because baby it sister did. is it was getting the first time. flown around in every other sentence. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She thanks Bet for being there and dealing with her alcoholism. You know the extras in that scene who were part of that part of that 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 scene were dying that they got to be that close to Snoop. It was a long. big day. It was a big day. 
And Snoop well, is the culprit of Bet's downfall because Snoop is like, hey, I see something the idea. Between, between you two. What's going on? And, and she um, was like, what? And then she looks over and she looks at Candace's back and it was like, uh-oh. Snoop. And she didn't even get a good look at her face. She was just looking at mm-hmm. her back and that was enough. That's how on the verge she is. Yeah. She's on the edge of that cliff and it was like, you just have to blow her with the back. The vision. Candace and Bet talk about the CAC and Candace is like, oh, I'm flipping a house down the street. And, um, you know, it's right there. I go by it every day. So on the way out of the club in front of Yolanda, Bet says, why don't you come by the CAC sometime when you're on lunch break? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where's the, fa- I, I'd be pulling a lot of faces if I was Yolanda. Well, they're exes. They're just friends. They're not who cares? Anymore. Oh, who I don't care? If I was in group therapy with Bet. And she pulled what she pulled in therapy. And then I see her at a club. We make nice. And then she does that on the way out the door. No. Uh-uh. This woman, has, this woman has problems. Really? Okay. Kate. I didn't really care. It didn't register to me. I was just happy to see Yolanda. Okay. Well, you should feel a little more, you know, feelings for Yolanda. If you're so happy to see her. She's got- I don't think Yolanda gave a shit. That was clearly her ex. And she's like, and we're friends. I mean, I'm friends with my exes. If, if someone I knew came and was like, hey, I'm interested in her, I'd be like, great, go for it. Not if it was someone who treated you that way in therapy. I don't know. But aren't they know. friends now? That didn't bet in Yolanda kind make of. up? If they didn't kiss and make up, then forget it. But I thought they did. Yeah, they had a like, oh, you. They remember that night. Yeah, so that therapy. Okay. All right, I'm going to get go. deep in it. Look, I'll be fully transparent. I may have zoned out a little bit during this scene, okay. but I didn't think Bet's come on was that intrusive for it. Well, to it be. was a lunch. It was a lunch swing by for lunch, but this is someone you barely met, and you're like, "Come by for okay. lunch." I mean, right. for, I for me to make a lunch out. date, it's you know, I have to know him for more than two seconds. Okay, then we're back at the planet, and the, the, now this is what I wanted to talk about. What is happening with Marina and? the planet two things did she fire people and they're just in the middle of a transition or is the planet having money problems but and 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 but the staff is slow but the place is packed so these women are terrible at business i don't get what the problem is so i think it was just a very um out of the blue storyline to have marina be broke and dependent on francesca what that has to do with the slow staff, I'm not sure. I think we're supposed to see that Marina, so if, if if the planet is her big dream, it's all, this is it. This is what she has. So if we watch it collapse, if there's like slow staff or bad coffee or a stale muffin, she might lose the business. So we have to see Marina in a vulnerable state. All right. All right. I think you're right. I think it was but sort to of To know a- that like Francesca holds all the cards here. Like she was right. t- trembling, bringing a cup of coffee to her. I know, table. and I didn't get it. I'm like, your place is thriving. Like, and 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 also, uh, she's brought us what? coffee before. She was like, I'm only doing this because my staff is slow. That's why I asked, was there a transition? And she fired people. It wasn't the most laid out explanation, mm-hmm. but it's okay. The problem is, Marina's not the same around Francesca, and that is the whole point of this scene is to show the conflict. Um, although I found it. Slightly confusing. And Marina wish, wished uh, she was in France the whole time, too, which I was like, hmm. Of okay. course, the well-traveled European lesbians. They, that's all they want to do is travel to uh, distant to lands. France. And, yeah. So Danny comes with her new... And, you know, yeah. That's like their whole thing. I mean, listen, sign me up. Uh, yeah. Dana comes in with her new haircut. Everyone, strangers, I guess, start catcalling her at the front door. Why am I wearing an undershirt and nothing else? It was Isn't like that a, what you're wearing right now on this Zoom call? Uh, yeah, I am, but I'm also inside my house. Like, I'm not at a coffee <laughs> shop. <laughs> like, like she's just kicking back in her wife beater. And her right ri- Did you see the pants that Shane had on? I can't. Oh, they won. I forgot to mention the, the, the bird's eye shot when you're seeing the Sherry Jaffe uh, possible salon. The, oh, that outfit didn't a, like bother me silhouette. so much. Just your pants. It's like it's like the bottom of a curtain. Just yeah. it's like all just like splayed out over your That's boot right. at the bottom. 
Hey, listen. Okay, but we'll go into that baby. later. We all love the bootleg. <laughs> bootleg baby. <laughs> I kind of miss him, I got to say. Did I'm you see little... me with that pink shirt? What's All of a sudden, I'm wearing like fluffy pink shirts in every episode. Because you're being femi because you think thing. you're pregnant. Ugh, I don't that... know. Your outfits didn't really trigger me, I don't believe. I'll see it in my notes. I yeah, just nothing... felt like I got in a rut since last episode the, of some mm. sort of like sheer pink, you know, Pepto-Bismol mm. pink shirts. Like it's like I need to, I can't wait for me to crawl out of that hole. Okay. So basically you reveal to Francesca that you think it'd be a great idea if I had bet. This is what, make, this is what I think is crazy is that we're still talking about yeah. this. And I'm like, <laughs> really, are we taking know, this really that seriously? Like this is a real option. Yeah. But I, it's a little, yeah, it's in a your little head. much. It's a little much. It's a lot. No. And then, I don't know. What else happened in this scene? That's kind of it. Oh, you Shane said, oh, you said you'd stuff. pay for the food. But and that then you like think a big friend, moment. And then you leave afterward or someone leaves. Is it because you have Sherry? Like you also have a sugar mama? Marina comes to sit down. It's obviously awkward at the table. All three of us sense it. I go to say, all right, I'm out. And I say, I'm going to cover this. I got everybody. <laughs> and then you file out and then Dana files out in whatever order. And then the last person who files out, thanks Francesca for the muffins. But hey, like Shane paid for the muffins. What are you talking about? Wait, then I tuned out. What was the muffin thing? Yeah, it was a little, who cares? It's huh? the minutia. I'm kind of, I'm getting in the weeds. It's not on this interesting. Chain. We should go. It was croissants. We should go over it. It was croissants. Well, of course, because no, we... it's Francesca should and Marina. Go... Should we go? <laughs> yeah, but it's important because Marina made them because she was pissed because they're not going to France. And so it was passive aggressive. Oh, my God. I didn't put Wait. any of that together. Wait, right. Melissa, In the opening scene of those two, she was like, I really want to go away with you. We had a whole thing planned. I forgot about this. We had a whole vacation planned. And oh. Francesca's like, I have to go to work, baby, if you want your dreams to stay alive. And so Marina's just really just uh like throwing a fit all day about france what a spoiled brat i mean i wanted to go to antigua uh, uh. i wanted to go to monte carlo i you guess promised. i'll just bake my own croissants <laughs> well we don't live this life what do we know this might be an issue with really rich lesbians i don't know this dynasty couple has got to go <laughs> I'm over both of them. Okay. Well, anyway, you leave. You say I'm going to go look at some properties with uh, Sherry's husband, I guess. Yeah. We're like awesome. Then you're at the the mansion of Sherry Jaffe. Okay. Um. This, okay. <laughs> I have a whole issue with this fucking storyline. So do I. I Let's like, see. God I forbid. Mean, you and me both. Let's see if we line up with it. So she meet. So <sighs> Sherry's husband's like, all right, let's go check out these spaces. Shane's like, okay, cool. We're going to, we're going to take the Jag. Okay. Sounds great. Gets in the car. Hey, can you talk to my daughter? You know, she's uh, <laughs> whatever. What I don't know what he's alluding to. I think what he's saying is, I think she could be gay. You're obviously gay. Can you, you know have a gay talk with her. I don't know. That's kind of what I thought it was because I don't remember this. I love a gay talk. Yeah. But say it because it's so obvious. Well, I, well, I, well this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to try. I'm going to put the Shane stuff in one. I know because these scenes go back and forth because it goes from Shane to Tina to Bet back to Shane. So I'm it's just okay, going to stick, stick with Shane. I'm going to stick with this now. Yeah. We'll all go right, all so the way she, through to the lean the, under the tree. Go for it. Oh, okay. Okay, great. So then, so Shane clearly drove to the Jaffe residence to get into the Jag. She's asked to hang out with the daughter. She's like, all right, I guess I will. The daughter gets in the car. Clea, the daughter's going to get dropped. Clea is going to get dropped off somewhere on the way to downtown to look at this space. There's just a lot of hours in the L word day because then, you know, other scenes happen in between. And then the next time we see Shane is that she's in her truck driving back to the Jaffe re residence to pick up Clea to then to go play fucking miniature golf. And Shane is acting like Kate. Shane's acting like she's fucking Tiger Woods of fucking miniature golf. <laughs> Hands down, she wins with the criminal track jacket. 
It's and, the worst. And, and I'm then like, you what have the like, fuck is going on? And here's the best part. Here's my favorite. We're under the tree. And she's and Clea is like, so tell me about skipped your... over so many things. Oh, I'm sorry. It was okay. Go, go. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just, let you just get it off your chest. Get it let me just chest. get this out because I was just like, my hands are in my head the whole time. And then they're under the tree, and Clea says something about like, tell me about your mom or something. And Shane, and then she goes in to kiss her as if like that's a romantic gesture. <laughs> tell me about your parents. <laughs> like you go to make your first move. Yeah. Hey, I've used it. It was a really <laughs> so sure you did. You did not. No, it's a joke, Kate. So anyway, it was such a, I don't understand the point of this. I know that they had to create some sort of like friction. I feel like in hindsight. I have to say it right now. It's so bad. Is she 16? I don't know. No, It's important. I don't know. She can't be more than 16 or 17. I don't think she's out of high school. No. So weird. Okay. I'm sorry. Weird. The whole thing. The whole like, thing you're is supposed weird. to be like a mentor. Okay. But like, why the sexual twist? Fucking the And why did golf. Shane for a split second think that that might have been okay? <laughs> the, I don't think she did that think That makes it you was a completely okay. different character. Huh? She didn't think it was okay. She wasn't trying to put the moves on Clea. No, but... Aside from, you know, teaching her how to do three fucking bounces <laughs> in a miniature gun. Arnold like, like, Palmer. Let me put my arms around like, you. Hey, let me show you the and technique. Bounce, bounce, yeah. bounce. What? Yeah. Arnold Palmer okay, this got is all his moves like... from me. It was absurd, but I don't think she was doing it in a sexual way. I think Clea interpreted it as a <laughs> okay. sexual thing. Leisha, I didn't write the shit. I just had to do it I many know. years ago, and I don't <laughs> get it. <laughs> I was young. I needed the money. I really, really wanted to watch this episode with you because I was dying alone. It was all sorts of wrong. There was. <laughs> it was all wrong. All wrong. And it was also like the dad kind of pawned. He, first of all, he already pawned his wife on you. Off on you. She was No, like, he didn't. No, he didn't eh. pawn the wife off. No, I He was like, she feels sexy. No, no, no. He didn't pawn what are you the wife doing off. To her? The, the, no, the wife thing is separate. He pawned the daughter off because he's basically saying, For I'm sure about to change did. your world. So, you know, kick me a favor. And Shane's like, all right, I guess I have to. This is, I guess, <laughs> I guess I have to. <laughs> Thank God you were wearing the criminal I don't think it was sexual. It was... I, I, I really don't think it was a sexual thing between, uh, from the Shane standpoint. I think it was a misunderstanding because I think I'm having a flashback that I think in another episode, Shane is like kind of pushing her away and the daughter then gets obsessive about her. But um, yeah, I just thought the whole thing was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, they could have set up the crush if she had a crush on Shane a little more. I needed a little more distance between your bodies, maybe, or something where I was like, yeah, separate. Well, she kind of starts off as this snarky teenager and then she starts to warm up to Shane and then like warming up turns into like, oh, I'm getting a crush on this older yeah, girl. Yeah, but you're and... like leaning into her under a tree. You guys are like, it's like Let's, there's a romantic, yeah. there's something you know, feeling to the everything it. and it's not cool. This was at the time in my Thank career God where I didn't, didn't stop to ask the questions of like, why are we sitting like this? <laughs> right it's just like with you it's like why am i doing this like i just thought uh -huh. okay well it's in the it's on the script then there has to be a reason for it and i'll go with it i would yeah. have asked 20 different questions a sunday now but of course um, okay thank so, you for letting me get that out it was driving me crazy okay go with ahead. with pleasure okay where are we next we really okay so we've we've chunked all that together um tina tina's tina's gone instead of oh well, falling inward, she's choosing to be okay we're back at the cac so we're back at the cac a board member has resigned because provocations is just really upsetting people left and right they're quitting they're they're dropping like franklin and the lawyer run questions with bet to see if she's going to be able to handle this uh Faye buckley situation tina calls bet's like hold on everybody it's tina i gotta take this call good for her she picks up tina's at the volunteer place okay um, with Oscar. And she's like, Bet, you're not going to believe it. I don't hear something about it. I've got all the information on Faye Buckley. I don't get this about this, this nonprofit. Is it an all encompassing nonprofit? Because when Tina goes to like apply for the FBI job, agency. 
Well, no, it's like, hey, you know, she goes to the job and whoever that guy's name, what's his name? Oscar. Oscar. Okay. So Oscar's like, hey, we thought you'd be great in the LGBTQ thing. And Tina's like, actually, I'd rather work with kids. Sort of like choose your own category. Uh Uh-huh. First of all, it's not a job. She's volunteering. She's just trying to get her mind off. Whatever. But my point is, is that is the nonprofit an all-encompassing nonprofit where they just, you know, anything They do it all. I I guess so. Yeah. It's a pretty, yeah. it's a tall order. Yeah, um, Oscar's really, he's he's steering the ship here and they also have a an FBI wing. I found it a little convoluted. It's a crossover it's of too so many things. It's so convoluted that they you know happen I mean? to have, I'm going to say it, here's the reveal of the cold open. They have the porn box, right. the actual VHS tape of that scene we saw being shot in the cold open. It happens to be Faye Buckley's daughter. So Ben's over here at the CAC, like, I'm going to take this woman down. I'm going to work on my debate skills. And Tina calls from her new volunteer workplace and is like, bet I've solved the crime. And then get down here right away. Wait, then bet in her supersonic car gets from the CIC. She's there. She She walks in. She's like, she gives Tina like, what is it now? Tina look. And then Tina's like, follow me. You're not going to believe what Oscar does here. You agree. So then it's a a wee bit convoluted. But my favorite thing in the whole episode was uh they showcased the poems. Oh, I know. Which it is so fun. a lesbian landmark. It's the oldest lesbian bar in LA. It sadly shut down at, uh, in what year was it? 2000? I don't know. It was a sad moment. Was it 2015? So it did the really... Oxwood Inn. Oh, we lost a lot of bars. Wait, we lost the Oxwood. Yeah. We lost it's the a, Oxwood? It's an, I just drove by it the other day. It's a, an apartment building. Yeah, it closed <gasps> down a couple of years ago. It's really sad. It's It's sad that these places can't survive. Yeah, the Palms was right in West Hollywood on Santa Monica Boulevard. And, um, but they I actually the shot palms. there. It was actually the Palms. They did. You could tell. You know what was cool about the Palms is that it never changed. I know. Basically, in the scene, they talk about the fact that the Palms is the oldest lesbian bar. Like they could say it a lot of it, you know, which is yeah, funny. Yeah, they give the exposition of the, of the place, but it's of the history lo- of the Palms. I respect, I, a, I respect a bar that, just has always stayed true to what it was and never tried to keep up with the Joneses because all over West Hollywood, and then these other like fancy places were popping up and the bright, shiny new thing would get people's attention. And the palms were like, nope, we're good. We're here. We're st- yeah. you know, we're a staple. And, and Dana goes to have a drink. I guess Alice she has a single, I think it's a single. Well, night. no, she said Alice was supposed to beat me, but she's with her boyfriend, which I found very rude of Alice. Here's what I don't get as Dana well. Alone. Did Dana and Jenny, did they never meet before? No, they've met. It's just Jenny happened to be showing up at the Palms herself that evening all by herself and acted like she's like, I've never taken myself to a bar before. So they were both there alone. And then we cut to the greatest scene ever, which is the uncomfortable sex scene of Dana and Jenny, which I enjoyed from front to back. Why are we in Jenny's shed when we could have gone to Dana's corporate housing apartment? That's a lot nicer. Like, doesn't Dana have her own place? I'm assuming Jenny was like, come back to my tool shed. And Dana, knowing how uptight she is, she would probably say, actually, you know what? Come over to my apartment. Oh, I see it. I see it completely opposite. What's great is that then Jenny's like, I don't have anything. Would you like some juice? Some juice, which she did not pour, by the way, unless it was like she a did. Clear, it was a very. It was like she was gave water. like the remnants of the whatever was in the carton. So like it was water. Went, it was like a quarter in a cup with two straws. Um, I just liked how slowly they played the scene, and it was like, who's going to say the next word? Aaron and Mia had a fucking blast. And you Mm -hmm. could tell that Aaron and Mia were like, let's try to make this as awkward as we possibly can. Exactly. Like from the straw, like from how they were sipping the straw. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how they got through this without laughing. And and, um, I'm sure that I'm sure there are a million outtakes. The way the way way Mia just like strips off her shirt and then lies backwards. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like, okay, now you do what you do. Is it? I mean... They've both had sex with girls and good sex, I guess, because they were both in love with who they were with. 
that like you really can get together with someone that's that bad. Yeah. Or you're like, well, I understand chemistry can be off, but where like, it was like Jenny didn't know how to have sex at all. I mean, look, it went a little far, but it was, but it was fun and funny and a great great day at work for them. And you know, what's interesting is that Aaron is topless and gets in this position where at one point she winds up on all fours on top of Nia. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you, we both have experience. That is probably the most unflattering position for a topless woman to be in, except Aaron Daniels. (laughs) Are you sexualizing your friend right now? I'm not sexualizing. I'm just like, it's a compliment. It's a straight up compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, nobody's uh, hard to look at in this scene. I mean, Nobody. You know what I mean? And what's great about the scene is that they, after all of this rigmarole, they're just sitting there topless in silence and they just decide maybe we should be friends. Yeah. And it's the best way just, to end it. It's the best way to end it. And, and you know, the audience is like, oh, whew. yeah, completely. Okay. So we're back at the planet. Sherry comes in with a bunch of shopping bags. I was trying to catch the names of the bags. Like who, I remember who was hot back then. I remember they actually had the Sherry in the scene, Sherry shows up and she gives Shane a present, which is a Chrome Hearts bracelet. And at the time, Chrome Hearts was like the designer, right? Like mm-hmm. he, it, now I don't think so any longer, but then it's like, you know, the bracelets with all the and they gaudy, were thousands of dollars, they thousands were big, of dollars, chunky, chunky gold with diamonds and like Not, all this stuff. No, silver. I think silver. silver sorry. The they had silver with diamonds and it was this whole thing. I remember they actually had a Chrome Hearts bracelet, like it was the real thing. And they treated wow. it like it was like Harry Winston, like it should uh-huh. have come with its own security guard. <laughs> because I remember we shot the seat when, when, the, when they brought the bracelet out, the prop girl stood there like security. Because, you know, wow. Like, because, yeah. you know, like what happens sometimes, like when you do photo shoots, they're and you're borrowing wearing, something. When you do a photo shoot and you're wearing really, really expensive jewelry, that jewelry will come with its own security guard. And the moment you put that on, that security guard is on you, not because he's worried about you. They're, he's worried about the jewelry. And it's like mm-hmm. it's an insurance thing. That's how it felt with this bracelet. Because I'll never forget the prop girl standing there like two seconds away. And the moment they yelled cut, she would run over and rip it off my wrist and take it back. And they flew back to Los Angeles with it in hand, probably. With a, with like But I had it for more than one episode. I remember that was like an ongoing thing. Well, it was, I remember a lot of lesbians had chrome heart bracelets back then. Like the chunkier the silver, the like the more highfalutin you were. You were like one of those. At the time, I was like, oh, can I, can I hang on to this? No, absolutely not. Like, you know, it was, it was crazy. The, the obsession they had over this, uh, Chrome Hearts bracelet. Meanwhile, you could have gotten a knockoff and you could have kept it. Yeah. I never understood that. That's me just being frugal Franny. So good for Jaffe. She, for, at the time she picked what was a popular lesbian accessory and she got Shane the right thing. This is one of the scenes where you're really starting to see how crazy Sherry's Sherry can be. Well, yeah, she said, you, if you were to try to break up with me, that would be a very bad thing. A very decision. bad thing to do. And then I think she grabs my hand and like sticks it in between in her, her legs under the table, right? I think that's what it was. And then... So she's she's like Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction. A bit. Or she could like be. Okay. And then Shane says to her, you're crazy. And her, her response, which is the last line of the scene is, you have no idea. So mm-hmm. real, real foreshadowing to present day. Right. And if you haven't seen Jen Q, tune into episode, whatever that was, where she just, I shouldn't spoil it. There might be people who haven't watched. Okay. So then we're at the Paramount lot. Bet and Tina are walking in, prepping for the big Faye Buckley debate that's going to be on a television show that's shot at Paramount. Tina's very supportive. Tina really lives Bet's life. Have you noticed that? Really lives Bet's life. I know. I think that was what we're supposed to think. They've got the VHS tape in hand. Yeah, I'm glad Bet finally asks her like how she's feeling, and and or, I don't, and said, "Hey, thanks for coming today." And thanks her for like, "Hey, thanks for stepping up." With all you're up. going you're, through, yeah, you're sad. It was a bit delayed, but I'm glad she at least brought it up. And then she gets into the studio, and there's Faye Buckley, and Faye Buckley is dangerous because everything she does is with a smile. I really and like that's her the voice. Scariest. 
She's great. I like her but, voice. What a, I wish I had a cool voice like that. Where's I? I can't do it, but you know what I mean. And Tim is now back in uh, the swimming pool. Is swimming at Bettentina's. Clearly, he's been given permission. And this is where Jenny's looking out for Tim, and Tim doesn't want to have it because Tim clearly is never going to forgive this poor girl. Yeah, it's a lot of under underage themes in this episode. We're back to the uh, cultured lesbians. And Francesca is packing. Oh, good. Oh, good. I love this scene. Good, good, yeah. good. And and she says, uh, and she and Fr- Marina brings her a glass of wine. And Francesca, of course, has to ask, "Did you open Where the ninety seven the ninety seven mm-hmm. Brunello?" And then Marina says something, and then she says, "Was that the Carpaccio or the uh, Castello Giocondo?" Well, we need to know. We're dying Jesus to know Christ. as an audience. Like, was that improvised? It, it's ridiculous. No, that's a that's a line, but. You know, we need to understand that this this couple cares about these things, okay? What year is it? What region is it from? Before I put it to my lips. Mm-hmm. Francesca's being so shitty to Marina, who's like a whipped puppy dog at this point. And then out of the blue, Marina decides because she's so mad about this Paris trip. Oh, Francesca says something like, why don't you worry about that when... or you don't, Oh, you don't want this last vision this to be my last vision of you when I'm picking who I'm going to take somewhere in Europe. Oh, I can't remember where she mentioned. Yeah. And Marina takes her two glasses of 97, probably worth hundreds of dollars and pours them into the Francesca's suitcase. I thought that was great. I was like, what a move. What a move. I wonder if well, I was that mad at someone and I'm holding a, a glass of red wine. No matter what the price, it could be two buck chuck. I don't care. Would I have the guts to pour it into their suitcase? I thought it was kind of great. It was a good move, but I didn't care. And I only say that because <laughs> okay. I haven't been able to get really invested in Marina and and her plight because I could we watch didn't a spend time with I could watch Marina. A and, but what I'm saying is I we didn't really get inside Marina's head. Like it was... I would love to watch a show about Francesca and Marina and their world travels and all the women they sleep with along the way. And do you want this to be a reality show like Marina and like, on no, Discovery, I want them or? to, I want this, I want these, I want them to come back and I want them to play these characters and I want to watch them travel the world. Okay. I would, I would tune in. But sadly, I think we're coming to a a close with these two. I think this is the writer's way of saying, this is the writer's way of saying, thank you, Francesca. That's it. We've told this story. Love Lolita Davidovich. Love. Love She's amazing. I just wish, I wish there was a little more time maybe to have gotten into this. And then I actually would have cared. I thought you didn't care. Oh, you'd care if you had more. I I wish there was maybe a little bit more. They just weren't playing this bougie thing all the time where you could kind of get into the minutia and then I'd care. Mm, I love it. But who cares? Okay, so so now we're back at the uh, the stage where the the big debate's about to take place. Faye calls provocations pornography, which you're like, "Uh uh-oh, Faye, you shouldn't do that because she's got the videotape. Low blows uh, left and right. But brings out the sex tape just so Faye can see it, which I thought was a very cool move. Like, mm-hmm. I've got this. I know you can see it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be classy and not say anything. And much like what Oscar said in his scene, he said, these people, they play dirty and we have to start playing dirty back or, you know, we get eaten alive. So you're watching this come to fruition on stage and what does Faye do she goes dirty she goes dirty well and she says that God took their baby away because it wasn't well, supposed to be bet happening and bet 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 what bet, bet. if bet bet part of me was thinking bet actually all of me was thinking you know bet shouldn't have brought up her child if she didn't think Faye was going to toss it right back in her face. Because someone warned her at the beginning. She didn't bring up her child. She just yes, held she the videotape. Exactly. But then Faye was like, oh, oh. you're bringing up my kid? I'm going to bring up the one you just lost. And well, early see, on I, in this- I disagree. She didn't. If she brought her up, I'd say, okay, touche. But 
She knew where Faye, when Bet held up that tape, Faye knew exactly where was she was threat. going with it. And since it was only a year, and this is why I said pay attention to that year, is because clearly this isn't, this is a very, very new, fresh wound. Well, they, they showed her daughter on the streets. Exactly. So it's current. This isn't something uh-huh. that she's been working through for the last 10, 15 years. This is no. very recent. And fresh. so Bet, you know, Get your armor on. If you think that's the Faye Buckley is going to sit back. Well, she had a weapon in her hands and she didn't use it. But then Faye used hers, which was her her mouth, her words. That's what I'm saying. It was harsh. It was it was harsh, and it felt really bad for Beth. Clearly, Hallelujah was the original closing song when the show initially aired. I don't know if it was the Jeff Buckley cover or Leonard Cohen, but and the only reason I know that is because of. The really bad tell. fake hallelujah song that they put in because they can't use the real one. I wonder if that's a job of of a composer, if there's an actual job out there to like do a version like this. I bet it is. I bet people are really good at it. There is. There is. There is. It's called a sound alike. Interesting. Wow. Who knew there was a whole job? Were, yeah. If anybody's looking that- for a career. Hey, I just want to say that was the end of that episode. Um, I found it to be short. I was like, oh, it's over. Did you find that? Um, I was like, oh, that was quick. It, it was a quickie. It, I found it. Yeah, actually, you're right. I saw it feel, felt quick. I felt like some things just didn't line up. It wasn't my favorite. I didn't hate it, though. I don't know. Some things. Things were convenient. Girls were too young. I mean, and I, I'm going to go back to the Sherry Jaffe thing for a second with this Clea character. I just want the Sherry Jaffe affair. Who cares about her kid? Like they, that, it, just, they didn't need getting, to throw the kid in. They didn't. It, you're kind of getting in. It's just that's what I'm saying. But that's an example of one of a few things that that I noticed that I that that I noticed are just like not terribly. They weren't really like looked into and defined. So I was like, eh, you know, you know how you're supposed to be Yoda or like just the, like the old wise one or the young wise one. You're mm-hmm. also put in like a mentor position a lot in life because I think you're supposed to be all knowing that like you're supposed to shepherd these youngsters into like, here's how to do it, kid. And it was interesting. I was like, oh, that's, they're doing it back then. Mm. Like Alice doesn't get those. She doesn't get people like, please show me the way. Cause she's, you know, uh, a mess herself. I think anyway, they were just, some, I some to know. put in your pipe and think about, um, everybody Maybe. that was, we'll that was, uh, was it, what was it called? That was called Liber- liberally. liberally, liberally, liberally. I have a hard time saying that word. Liberally, liberally. liberally. Who knows? Liberally. Anyway, there's three more to go. One Woo-hoo! of which we'll be doing live on right. the internet for all to see. On we were just October- talking. Should we get hair and makeup? Because <sighs> boy, do we look like shit when we do these. We should step it up a little. I don't think we look like shit. I'm looking I'll at speak you right for now. myself. I don't think you look like shit at all. Really? Thanks. Yeah. I'm not. And by the way, I wasn't saying you looked like shit. Yeah, I was thanks saying, a lot. I don't I think was I look saying terrible right maybe now f- For our live show, we should pull it together. Anyway, we're super excited. That's on October 7th. At 6 p.m. West Coast time. You can buy tickets at the Pants Pod Instagram page. There's a swipe up with a ticket link. And we'll see you there. And we'll also see you next. Well, we'll see you. We'll hear you next week. You'll hear us no, next week. Th- they're not going to hear. We're not going to hear them, but you're going to hear us next week. So looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by Kate Menig and me, Alicia Haley, produced by Melissa DeMonts. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow Pants on Instagram at the Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS. Graphics are by Love Fox. 